2: Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Michigan sports are back. The basketball teams have played games, so has Michigan hockey. We'll bring you up to speed on how they fared in their return to competition. Plus, we're talking about Ward-Manuel's contract extension. All on this episode of Wolverine Confidential. Alright guys, good to be back. In your living situations, the uh, shoveling part of your life or not a responsibility?
1: Looked outside my window this morning and saw that uh, the the driveway and the walkway has been plowed. So no issues here for me.
0: Mine has sort of been plowed, but not really. But I have no, no say in that matter. Yeah. So as yes, a homeowner myself,
2: it is part of my deal here. But become a nice father-daughter bonding activity <laughs> out there. You know, Does she is she more of a hindrance than a help? <laughs> I mean, yes, but it's still nice to have a companion out there. Do you yes. make her get out there with the little shovel and with it, their little blue yeah. plastic shovel. Yep. Teacher, mm-hmm. yeah. I like it. For those uh, you know, outside of the Ann Arbor area or listenership, it, we we got hit pretty hard last night. You know, would have been a would have been a school day if schools were open today for sure. So would have
1: been a school day. <laughs> sorry, a snow day. A snow day.
0: <laughs> a snow day, yes. Um, I think I think this blast has hit mostly the country. I was reading an article earlier. Texas said like Houston temperature was like in the teens this morning.
1: Yeah everywhere but miami's really really cold right now.
0: Yeah, it's wild.
2: All right. Well, that being said, we're talking here about the return to action. Michigan Athletics team's finally, you know, got back to it after the department-wide pause. Some No cold spell there. There you go. <laughs> uh yeah, no. Let's let's start with the the Michigan men's basketball team they kind of played most recently, I don't know, most high profile game. You know, they went to Wisconsin. So they hadn't played in in over three weeks. Okay, January you know twenty second, they go to Purdue and they you know they get an impressive win. Then the next night you know we learn that the department has shut down, so they're not practicing for for weeks. And they they get together. Uh, I mean, it seemed like Thursday they did some limited things, and then that Sunday they started practicing for real. So had you know, close to a full week of like somewhat normal practices, you know, before, before playing Wisconsin, but still you figured there'd be some, some rust, maybe some conditioning issues. And in the first half, maybe, yeah, that seemed to be the case. Mostly, you know, defensively that I thought, thought Michigan really struggled, just some missed assignments, you know, guys getting open for three in downs play. I remember that, that Michigan just completely lost a guy for a layup, you know, and they're down, they're down. Double digits, um, you know, at half. I think it was I think it was 12. Yeah, 39, right. 27. And then yeah, come out of the gate strong uh to start the second half. And then the, the final 10 minutes they just dominated. Wisconsin really could not score at all. And Michigan wins 67, 59. It was impressive, was it not to have this long layoff to go, you know, get a road win like that?
0: Yeah, I was blown away just just because I figured they wouldn't be able to keep their legs through 40 minutes and they they looked rusty to begin with in the first half, especially that second part of that first half. Uh, but they looked like a different team in the second half. I mean, they just—they seemed like they had more energy. Uh, they had mission, They—they—they're they better defensively, and, and they made more shots. It was like it was night and day in, in terms of the teams. And, and typically, with from you know, I've watched a of college basketball here over the last few weeks, but it almost seems like these teams coming off these long layoffs get—you know—they're okay in the beginning, and then they get progressively worse as the game's going on. They just kind of get run off the gym because they don't have the leg and they haven't played in a while. And it was—it was the totally opposite of this Michigan team.
1: The rally elbow man what the, the rally elbow <laughs> didn't didn't elbowed oh, and
0: oh there you go
1: yeah that
2: is true yeah there was the uh <laughs> there was the uh brad tavison the the uh ruled unintentional or whatever i i put in my story you know an unintentional elbow from the big tens leader and unintentional elbows catches mike smith and yeah, it was interesting hearing, you know, Jawan Howard talk about it after it. He said, you know, I was fired up and I think some of our guys were too. I mean, I say Oliver is, is he's a calmer guy and he was like, you know, I know him, you know, for over these four years. He's he's a good guy. Like I, you know, <laughs> I was like, all right. But yeah, certainly, you know, they 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 absolutely yeah, outscored him by Fair amount
0: after that. I don't yeah. know. Was it was it asked of Juwan after the game? Did, did was he asked about the halftime message to his team? Because obviously, you know, they, they didn't look so great at, at the first half. Did right. he do do anything, say anything? Going- yes,
2: yes, he was, and as were players. And it was interesting, uh, for sure. It was he came in apparently clapping and smiling, like we have them right where we want them, which is like <laughs> you do you're down 12 points and you don't look very good. But he thought the defensive, you know, the shots would start falling. Uh, he always says that and I guess just keeping it positive positive. and you know the defensive mistakes were were kind of cor- easily correctable you know um, there wasn't anything too complex so it was just you know let's, let's clean some things up you know and he he liked where the legs were at you know he was always wor- worried about All right, let's see how we look the first 10 minutes and then can we can we sustain it he didn't necessarily see that fatigue and you know sure enough I mean he had two starters go 38 minutes and it was like the regular rotation there were no changes there so yeah, you know, and, and in defense, defense was certainly the, 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 the focus of the, you know, halftime message as far as, you know, cleaning things up there. So, yeah, it obviously, it obviously worked. I think he and, the, you know, the staff deserve a, a ton of credit for how they handled the, the entire layoff. I mean, players talked about there was frustration for sure initially, you know, it's like, why? You know, <laughs> what a lot of a lot of folks were saying outside the program, too. Why is the these teams that weren't directly affected shutting down? And that's how they felt, too, initially. But then they're like, all right, well, th- this is what the decision is. We can't control it, so let's try to make the best of it. I think I think they did. Uh-huh. And then in that week, once they could get back, this is where I think the coaching staff deserves credit for, for whatever they did. However they decided to ramp up gradually, uh, it worked, clearly. Now, we'll see. We'll see Thursday. There has, you know, Aaron was talking about, you know, the second half of some of these games with teams returning. You know, I, I think we've seen it sometimes with that second game, too. It's like you get back, and you're pumped up, and you're okay. And now you've actually now you've put your body through that game, and now it's like, oh, okay. It's been a while since I did that. That recovery time. But I don't know. Maybe it helps that they do have, you know, they had they had Monday off, and now they'll they'll do their two day prep for for Rutgers at home. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. You know, as far as scheduling, by the way, I think we'll should hear some news today about what's going on with Michigan's schedule for next week. Because as I, I think I mentioned in the past, they play Ohio State Sunday, then they don't play again they're not scheduled to play again until the following Saturday against Indiana, there's going to be a game in that, in that window, possibly too. I mean, you can go Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, that's every other day for, you know, a full week. They're not going to do that for the full three weeks of the season uh, to get there, to get to 20 games, but they could do it for a short stretch to get to, to get to 17 or 18 games so right now they're just at 15. They've, they've had five postponed and no makeups on the calendar yet. So that's what I would expect would be,
0: know a game or two you know next week and then then there's what other you, windows too what do we think they make up i mean they've had looks like mm-hmm. two postponed games at penn state and then yeah passed.
2: so that's a good question so uh so you have that you have the five postponed games and uh illinois was the only one so it was, it was penn state illinois indiana michigan state mm-hmm. and uh northwestern and Northwestern so Penn State they had already played once okay Northwestern they had already played once Indiana and Michigan State they are, were scheduled to play a second time at some point so those were two Illinois was the only single play so like that's the priority to me because you, you want to play them at some point for a lot of reasons uh, including the fact that they're second in the in the big ten right now so um, I feel like that's priority number one. And then, you know, then the other ones you can kind of figure it out how, how you want. None of them are, are contending for the for the Big Ten title. Um, Michigan State, obviously, a rival. Now um, you're set to play not till the, the last game of the regular season, anyway. So you could have a little bit of gap between those two games. But yeah, the teams you've already played or are set to play, you know, teams you've already played, I, I think, are, are, are lower on the list. The teams you're set to play in the future, you know, this season, that's never a guarantee that that will happen. So you still might want to try to get a makeup in. But I'd say Illinois would be first one you'd want to do, whether that's the first one that is rescheduled, you know what I mean? That, that would depend on, you know, what Illinois has got, uh, you know, going on with, with their schedule, but, but yeah, I think that'd be the first priority, even if it's not the first one that, uh, that ends up getting, getting played. I mean, as far as Illinois schedule next week, let's see, they play, they're playing, they're playing tonight. They play Saturday. Okay, then they are playing the Tuesday and then the Saturday. But you know, they've they've got a little a little gap in there, but those are two road games. I don't know. It's, right. it's, it's
0: gonna come down to like opponent schedules. And, yep. and what I was gonna ask you too is is the Big Ten so we've seen in some of these other conferences, especially the smaller ones, you're playing back to back games and weekends. So Michigan's got upcoming games with like Indiana and Michigan State. With the big I mean, I don't know, I guess, is the Big Ten and are these schools open to back to backs with some of these teams? I mean, they
2: they haven't done it yet. You know, Penn state had that stretch to make up games where they played every other day for, you know, over a seven day period or whatever. But um, I, I I don't know. I mean, again, you know, the Michigan, Michigan state one seems like it could be one that could make sense at least over a long weekend. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Michigan state right now is has a week off there at the end, they go Sunday and then to the, to the final Sunday, you know, Michigan is, Machine goes Thursday to that Sunday currently. So that, yeah. that wouldn't, that would be Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. That doesn't maybe work. But Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, I, I don't know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or you push that, push that other, you, you move a lot of things around. I don't know. You could, you a lot of moving pieces to try to make it work. But it is interesting how it all is being decided here. Like who, who's exactly calling the shots, you know? Right. Again, I get back to the fact that the Michigan men did not play, you know, last Thursday, a game scheduled, that this Illinois game, we, we wouldn't even be discussing making it up if they, if they were able to take the court when the women did after the same amount of break. Yeah. Who's deciding that you're just not ready to play. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting, but there are, there are factors that, you know, we just might not be, uh, might not be known to us, but the women did play, as I said, uh, they, they did play last Thursday and are scheduled to play again tonight as we record or this afternoon four thirty 30 tip Ryan against Michigan state, bring us up to speed on the Michigan women's basketball team.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, just kind of going off of the, the, the piggybacking off what you said about the men's team, you think they five games is a lot to make up. The women's team has nine that nine games they've had postponed this season. So uh, I just don't see all those games being made up in, in the short time frame before the, the Big Ten tournament, which is scheduled to start March 9th. Um, that's a, a whole lot of games to, to make up with, with only a couple of games left in the season. Uh, which is kind of unfortunate because right now Michigan is tied or in second place uh, by win percentage, but they played they're tied with Rutgers for the fewest games played in big 10 play with seven. So they're six and one right now in in conference play, but first place Maryland's 10 and one then Indiana's right behind them at 11 and two. So um, it doesn't look like it's going to be decided. It doesn't look like every team's going to be able to complete their big 10 schedule this year which looks like it'll be kind of unfortunate, but not all all of these games that were postponed were, were Michigan's fault. I mean, they did have an outbreak uh, uh, earlier this year in December had two games postponed then. Um, uh, Michigan State had an outbreak and they had a game in January postponed, which is actually that's what this game is right now uh, or today uh, a makeup game from from January 18th. Um, but yeah, uh, Michigan returned against Purdue and luckily, Purdue is one of the bottom teams in the big 10 and and Michigan got off to a little bit of a rocky start, especially on the, uh, on offense. I mean, they had eight turnovers in the first quarter, just didn't look comfortable really running any of their sets, but boy, Purdue didn't look much better. And and that is kind of credit to to Michigan's defense. And uh, yeah, they pulled out a a 62 to 49 victory and, yeah, I mean, kind of figured things out offensively a little bit in the in the second second quarter and into the into the second half a little bit. But yeah, a little still things to work on, but uh a win's a win on the road in the Big Ten is as, as Tim Barnes Rico likes to say. Yeah, no, I mean it's just yeah, another example of yeah,
2: to kind of de- just dealing with with the the adversity, the you know, the hand you're dealt there and and, and rolling with it. But yeah, you know, you mentioned the the conference tournaments too. Getting in before that—that's a whole another conversation. Whether whether sure. those should be should be played or will be played or will look differently. Um, obviously, you give yourself more time to finish these regular season games without that. But you can also just say, "Here's our cutoff date. Whatever we get done, we get done," and you know, roll into the, these conference tournaments. But yeah, there, there's going to the the talk about them is only going to intensify as we as we get closer to them, and you know, their their value and how important they are this year in particular, given, you know, you, you, the goal, the bigger picture is the NCAA tournament. You know, you don't want to be jeopardizing that. But
1: Right. And and yeah, right now in the latest projections uh, from ESPN, Michigan would be a, a number three seed in the NCAA tournament, which I'm pretty sure that would be their highest, the highest seeding ever in the NCAA tournament. So yeah, they're, I mean, this is all happening in the midst of, of their best season in program or best start in program history too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, the I can. Yeah, yeah just so another th- one quick note on on the women's team again. Yes. They they did get a big boost from from Leah Brown who finally returned. Uh she was out for the previous four games as well because of COVID. Um so she's been off for over a month, uh returned and had 20 points in in the victory. Uh only 4 of 13 from from the field, but shot 11 of 14 from the free throw line and and I mean she's a a 6 foot 1 body that that can shoot and and can do a lot of things for for Michigan. Uh, transfer from Nebraska who's had a, an immediate impact for the Wolverine. So I know no the team was really happy to to get her back and she's only gonna get better here as she kinda gets back into uh game shape and, and gets gets comfortable once again. Absolutely. The hockey team returned as we, you know, uh, previewed on on
2: one of the recent podcasts. Yeah, how'd they do?
1: Yeah, they they (laughs) coming off a long layoff facing a a Wisconsin team that was red hot, had won four games in a row and just absolutely destroying teams. And I think Wisconsin might be one of the most talented teams in in the whole country as well um, with with some of their first round NHL talent. And yeah, I mean, Michigan uh, gained off to a, a little bit of a slow start, but. I know coach Mel Pearson wasn't happy with it, but I didn't think they looked terrible early on. They did take an early penalty, but had a, had a nice kill and they didn't get their first shot until midway through the first. And it was a breakaway from Nick past the job and, and he didn't score and uh, a quick outlet pass from Wisconsin and and they're down the ice and and they go down and score. And it's like, oh boy, is this, this going to be a long night for the Wolverines, but they had a strong push at the end of the first and carry that into the second period where they scored four goals ended up winning five to one and it was uh quite the impressive victory from Michigan. And, and, and also some pretty poor goaltending from Wisconsin's part. Right? Two of those goals in the second period were, were pretty bad goals to give up from Wisconsin goalie uh, Robbie Badoon. But yeah, then, then they weren't able to, to complete the sweep though. On Sunday, uh, Wisconsin came away with a, a three to two victory, but to split in, in your first games back after a three week layoff against a team like Wisconsin's is not terrible. I mean, it, the a first place finish is looking pretty unlikely now with with Wisconsin and and Minnesota kind of having a big light up on, uh, in the Big Ten right now. But Michigan's still a top ten team in the country, and and they'll they'll only get better here too as as they get, play some more games here down the stretch. It's nice to have games to talk about. Yes, uh, unlike you know some
2: some previous episodes here, we we said at the the beginning here that we we'd hit on some you know, athletic department news as well. And that is, you know, the athletic director ward manual getting a contract extension. Some we had talked about, you know, for, for a while on this podcast, kind of anytime we brought up Jim Harbaugh's situation, we, we often noted that, you know, well, the guy making the decision on Harbaugh also uh, is, you know, uh, his contract is set to expire. But, you know, before that happened, uh, it was, it was renewed through 2026, the summer of 2026, yeah, I guess you know we can start with you, Aaron. Kind of, what was your your reaction to this, or, or what are some details
0: you can add? Yeah, I can't say I'm too surprised. I, I really didn't know which way this was going to go. Whether Ward was going to you know choose to return or he was going to choose to move on, I really could have seen either way. You know, I, I don't think he necessarily needs that job, um, but I think this does certainly you know give Michigan some some stability at the department. Yeah, he is a five year extension is going to. I, I'm told both sides of greed to a five year extension through June 30th of 2026, like you said. Uh, that would go be effective on March 14th because that was the day his original contract was set to expire. So about a month from now, um, the agreement is expected to be finalized Thursday. Uh, Michigan's Board of Regents have a regularly scheduled meeting on Thursday, and they're going to uh, approve, uh, presumably approve the uh, the appointment. Uh, Mark Slissel, the university president, has has uh, signed off on it. He's he's in agreement. They just need the, the, the final finalization, but it doesn't surprise me. I mean, Michigan needs some stability, especially given the current, you know, financial ramifications and climate right now, given the COVID-19 pandemic, um, you know, Ward has provided that. I, I think if you look at his tenure, you know, his five years here at Michigan, I think by and large, it's, it's really kind of underrated. I, I thought he handled John Beeline's departure and the hire and the hire of John Howard pretty well, all things considering he was, Taking a lot of criticism early on, uh, he came through, and Jawan so far so good as head coach. Uh, he replaced, um, you know, obviously Red Baron he, uh, he hired Red um, you know, a successor at Michigan, uh, Mel Pearson. Uh, that's proven to be a pretty good hire so far. Uh, he, and then he he obviously decided, I, I think with with help from others, obviously with, with the um, you know sign off of, of university officials, to re-sign Jim Harbaugh. And that's probably more controversial at this point. We'll see if it works out. Um, but by and large, I think the hires and, and some of the moves, personnel moves, you know, Ward Manuel has made, you know, in his first five years, is, have been have been pretty good. So it, it's probably, you know, it's a warranted uh, resigning I, I think it was probably worth it. I, I suspect Ward isn't going to get much of a pay raise. He was already making close to a million dollars in base salary per year anyway. I don't think that's going to change much. But it does, like I said, give Michigan some stability at the top of its athletic department.
1: The real question is is, will we over under two times Ward Manuel meets with media or talks to the media during <laughs> his five year contract? Yeah, like yeah, that's
0: probably the the biggest knock on him. he doesn't speak to to the reporters much. He doesn't speak to the media much uh, and and to, to be fa- to be fair. I mean, his predecessors before him, Jim Hackett, Dave Brandon didn't talk to the media a ton either. Um, but yeah, that's certainly an area I think he could improve in. I, I don't know if maybe he chooses not to improve won't choose not to improve. I, I don't know. But I think if you're from, if from a university standpoint, if you're an administrator a regent, I, I think you're probably satisfied with the move because at this point, if you decide to move on from Ward or Ward decided not to come back, then you got to go through the process of finding another athletic record. And look, they could do it. I mean, Michigan can find a, a probably suitable candidate and everything else. Uh, but it just at that point, it kind of resets things, as, as we all know. When when new administrators come in, they like to change the staff. Sometimes they like to change their coaches. Now that may not be obviously the case with some of these coaches and new deals, but it opens the door to drastic changes. And right now, get, like I said before, given the financial uncertainties right now, you don't really want to go through that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think. Sometimes people forget he he inherited Harbaugh. Of course, that was, you know, that was during the you know transition uh period of, of athletic director. So it was actually Jim Hackett that you know oversaw that hiring. Um, but obviously then, you know, had to make the call um, you know, this offseason about what to do with him. Um he as far as the coaches we talk about on this podcast, I mean he you know, he inherited Kim Barnes Rico, but you know, did did hire Mel Pearson, you know, kind of early in his tenure, you know, a legend retires and he's got to figure it out. And yeah, Ryan, I think you would say that so far success on that front I mean still still early and you know we didn't have the the postseason last year which which hurts kind of judging Pearson and and Juwan too but you know the the biggest one of course is is Juwan Howard and uh yeah that kind of came out of nowhere and talk about how he handled it initially what people might have thought but geez right now it looks like it looks like a home run I mean got the number one recruiting class in the country coming in you know, he's, he's got them to number three in the country. Now they're, they were in the top five, you know, at one point during, you know, his first season again, you know, haven't had the chance to see him in like the postseason setting, but that's not his fault at all. It just didn't happen last year. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll get to this year, um, and see what he can do, but man, yeah, the program is, 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 is heading absolutely in the right direction.
1: They started the year on too, didn't they? Yes, I think so. Yeah. You know, they, they were,
2: they might've been 25, you know, there was definitely a period early in the year when they were unranked. I think they started 25. Um, and then, you know, they, despite, despite not losing a game, <laughs> you know, they went to overtime with a, with a poor you know, against a lesser team and ended up, I think getting bounced, bounced from the polls for a couple of weeks and then, and then returned. But yeah, yeah, definitely not. Didn't, didn't weren't starting in the top 10. So yeah,
0: this is, this has been impressive. And one more thing at Harbaugh, you know, when, when the process began in November, December, when, when it was unsure whether Jim was going to come back, what the extension of the case was going to be. It, folks may forget, but Ward took some heat because of how long that process dragged on. You know, whether mm-hmm. Jim was going to leave, whether he's going to come back, everything else. And the end the end situation was, you know, they, they extended Jim, obviously, as we all know, but Ward was able to negotiate and lower the base salary and lower the buyout situation. And from a university perspective, he was able to improve their situation with Jim Harbaugh. Because, yes, you have him locked up for five years, but you can pull the plug on him for less money and pay him less money every year, provided, right. you know, maybe unless he wins and he takes Michigan. So you put Michigan in a better situation. We'll see the jury remains out on, on the Jim Harbaugh hire. We'll see how, how he does for the next couple of years. But I don't think you can criticize Ward's handling of, of the contract situation. I mean, they can move on from Jim. I uh, found someone else, but again, that, again, as I said earlier, that starts to process over. So I, I think he's certainly improved Michigan's standing from that perspective. we'll We'll see what happens. but from from a negotiating standpoint, from a coaching, hiring standpoint, I think Ward's done a, an above average job. And I borderline say a very good job. There's off the field court issues. Obviously, his name's come up in the headlines for perhaps maybe not his fault sometimes, but nonetheless, it's, it's come out there. So, I mean, there's things to criticize him for, but I think by and large, this is probably the right move for Michigan.
2: All right. Well, that concludes this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Thank you for listening.